Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta, the show is powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. And we are so glad that out of, out of all of the podcasts that you have decided to subscribe to, tune into, and listen to Solutions from the Huddle. If you are new to the show, then go ahead and send a thank you note to your friend or however you came to know about it, because this is a good one. Like you picked the right one to get started. Um, if you're a regular listener, man, thank you so much for being so awesome and so great and continuing to find uh, your personal development and your professional gro- growth journey, continuing to lead you back to our program. And so you already know that we have an exceptional individual as our new best friend, our guest for this uh, this episode. And before we jump in and introduce our guest, uh, we always start the show in prayer. We'll do that this time as well. So Lord, we just ask that you would bless the show, um, our guest our listeners, sponsors, just every element of the show. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. All right, friends. So check it out. So today, my new best friend, uh, do not tell the previous guests. They won't like that. But today, (laughs) the new best friend is Rihanna Mill. Now, she's pretty exceptional, right? So she's a certified global life and love trauma recovery coach. That's a lot of words, and it means even more than the amount of words, I promise. She's also a certified clinical trauma and addictions professional. This is pretty serious stuff. She's a certified mindfulness coach and a best-selling author. She also hosts her very own podcast. It's called Lessons in Life and Love. And if that wasn't enough, she's an educational speaker. She's a licensed mental health counselor. She's been doing this for over 20 years. She is more importantly than all of those things our guest this in this episode. Uh, Rihanna, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Titus. And thank you for that beautiful opening prayer. It's always good to start your day with faith and gratitude, isn't it? It's amazing. I, thank you. I agree. Yeah, my pleasure. I, you know, it, it's always funny. I, I really, it's of no major consequence to me what someone's belief system is. Um, but I like to pray. So like, I always, uh, if I have lunch with somebody, Rihanna, I'll say like, Hey, can I bless the food? And uh, you know, most people are just nice and they go, sure, even if they're not a faith-based person. <laughs> and I always make the joke, salt and prayer really does something right to the food. It just makes it taste better. Um, but I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, one time, Rihanna, I asked somebody, can I bless the food? I, I must have asked this a thousand times. Right. Everyone just says, sure. Um, one time a guy said, no. And I said, I, I said, all right. And I closed my eyes and said, Lord, please bless only my French fries and only my hamburger. <laughs> Amen. Right. He laughed. He died laughing and we got over it. But anyway, um, Rihanna, I'm so glad that you're on the show today because I think that what you specialize in is so, so wonderfully positioned for the need of the human race in today's uh, world that we live in. Uh, things like life and love and, and, and trauma and, and crisis and pain and addiction and, and all of those things intertween into work and life all day, every day, all the time. And so Very tell true. me a little bit of, tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you come to be the person we get to interview today? Where did it start? Where do you come from? 
Okay. Well, I'm from Philly, total Philly girl. Nice. Yeah. And South Jersey. I grew up in a family of five kids. I was number four, born in between two brothers who were kind of idolized in the family, uh, which was great. It didn't matter to me. I'm very close to my brothers. But, uh, you know, my mom at one point told me, well, I really wished you were a boy. Being that you were a girl, I had to go back and try again. So I got that message early on. And when I went through a period of bullying in middle school, it was a very difficult thing. I was tall and very skinny. And I said, Mom, you know, this is really hurtful. Can I go to a counselor? She said, no one in this family will ever go to a counselor. And I said in my defiance, and I will grow up and become one. So that's what started my journey in counseling. Um, what my first major trauma I remember was losing my very dear best friend at age 16 to a drunk driver. Mm. And at that point, I promised I would do something in Michael's memory. And thus, I became a drug and alcohol counselor. Um, And then in Penn State, I was uh, a roommate with my best friend of three years, and she was murdered by her boyfriend. So then I promised to help women in her memory who go through love trauma. So those are some of the beginning seeds, strangely enough. I mean, I started modeling as a teenager, so that brought my self-esteem and my outgoingness. And um, at 26, I had my own model and talent company in school for 10 years. And the way I was healing these earlier traumas was through reading. So my masters, my counselors were Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, the Dalai Lama, um, you know, faith-based, spiritual people who were encouraging me, you know, that bad things happen, but the mindset has to stay in gratitude and faith that things will get better, right? So when I had the talent agency, I was working with people that had these big dreams. They want to be model singers, actors, dancers. And all their family members or friends are saying, you can't do that. You live in Erie, you know, it's like you can't go to L.A. and become an actor. Well, that's exactly what they did. So the mindset work that I learned in my teens and early 20s was helping them reach their goals and dreams. And I loved it. I love being a part of that journey. And then I went back to school to become a counselor. My B.A. was in um, Penn State Broadcast Communications. So later in life, once my kids were launched, my two daughters, I went back for a triple master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology and opened up my company, Therapy by the Sea, in year 2000. So that's wow. how it all began. Man, I mean, what a, what a cool story. And, you know, a lot of folks have so many rich experiences, maybe training, education, and or relationships. And then later on in life, it, it maybe doesn't directly connect to their mm-hmm. purpose or their call or their, their, their vocation with you. It seems as though that is not the case, right? All of these things led to very uniquely and intentionally the strategic yes. position that you're in today. And then I had two love traumas. So one was, okay. you know, marrying my college sweetheart that ended up uh, frauding my mother out of a large sum of money. Mm. So I was single again at 26 with two little girls and became mother father to raise them And then later in life, so that's when I stopped and said, what am I doing wrong? You know, I'm a good person. I work hard. I help so many people. And his last comment was to me was, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. So I said, I don't know either, but I got to figure it out because childhood trauma, that term was not mentioned in my master's of psychology. We didn't Mm. hear that at all. So I had to start my journey from, I don't know what I don't know. And you can't fix what you don't know or understand. That's one of my quotes. 
So that's where the research began and uh, led to my number one bestselling book, Love Beyond Your Dreams. And when I got up to 400 pages, it's like, this is fascinating, but I got to stop. And then I started creating my workbooks for singles and couples. And then when they, all the materials were done, that's when I came out full-time as a global coach, teaching the importance of this topic. You know, what do you say to the people that maybe haven't had a, a trauma, a love trauma, specifically the love trauma stuff? Like, Well, Titus, they, this they, year, the research shows 100% of us have had trauma. Okay. And most people don't understand what trauma is. So let's define that for a moment. Yeah. Most people think a big T trauma, like a major car accident, you know, where you might've lost a limb. That's a major trauma. But what is really adding up for people emotionally and psychologically is what we call little T traumas, the repetitive little events that add up over time when you're a child that then as an adult lead to um, behavioral patterns and norms that do not serve you anymore. So as a child, it could have been a a coping mechanism. You know, let's say a little boy being screamed at by his father, if he tried to speak up about his feelings, he would be hit. He learned if someone's mad at me, I shut down. I don't say anything, which we call the freeze mode. So he doesn't talk about his feelings. And that's what he learned his whole childhood. Then he's in a marriage and the woman is saying, why don't you talk about what you're feeling? And he's like so emotionally triggered that the cortisol is up, memory is down. And that's when these horrible fights start because you're not thinking about what you're saying. So it's all coming from these unconscious emotional triggers that cause repetitive problems in life, love, or business. Yeah. So when, when, and I agree, you know, I, I think all of this stuff is so, so important um, and so underrated and devalued and not spoken about enough. But um, I guess my question is, is more along the lines of when a person just says, yeah, but I don't, think I have, right? Like I, even, Mm -hmm. even what you say makes sense, but to the person who, you know, you don't know what you don't know and they go, life's great. I don't have any pain. You know, I don't have whatever, uh, whatever. uh, I don't know what the, how we even measure what normal arguing or normal disagreement would be. But when somebody says, Hey, you know, I have some conflict or disagreement with uh, my family, friends, loved one, my spouse, but it doesn't seem to be a large deal. Um, I don't know if the term is, you know, they've, they've hidden it, they've, they've suppressed it or whatever it, it be might unconscious. be. Unconscious. Yeah. yeah. Unconscious what do you, what do you do? The question is really, what do you do when a person just says, I, yeah, I don't think I got any issues. And, well, uh, most people have experienced love trauma and, you know, people that are going through a path of self-growth, you yeah. know, faith-based meditation and prayer, you know, they usually try to do the best they can as a person, but we're all a work in progress, right? Sure. And sure. most people have experienced a love relationship, disappointment or sadness. Most yeah. people, okay? Even when you were 15, you know, your crush might have cheated on you. You know, it's, yeah. it's the developmental things that we're looking at. Um, yeah. So the studies show 100% of us have it. Why? Because There's top 10 traumas that I developed, the childhood trauma checklist in year 2012. And when people look at that list, they can identify, yes, I did have that, like trauma number seven, were you ever bullied? Yes, or felt different. So that could have been diagnosed ADHD or the only African-American in an all Caucasian school 
are coming out as a gay or lesbian teen and your peers and your parents not accepting you. So trauma number seven is easily identified by most people. Now, the one trauma all of us are having right now around the world is coming from trauma nine, which is community trauma with the COVID pandemic. It's impacted all of us in some way, whether our friends have gotten sick, we know loved ones who have died, we are under the vaccine mandates, we can't travel. In some ways, it's causing us stress and anxiety, right? So that's all, you know, that's one. Now, the research shows childhood trauma goes through at least three generations. And when I did the initial research, it was showing like 90% of people could recognize these traumas. So nine out of 10 people, right? Most people could identify that they had one to three traumas on the list. But this year I saw the figure of 100% and I believe it's due to the whole COVID pandemic that we all are experiencing this, whether we're younger or older, single or coupled, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know, I I tell some of the clients I work with, um, you know, there's a lot of folks in great leadership positions that think, uh, this stuff doesn't matter. I need to look at ones and zeros, PLs, and I go, man, you know, but this stuff impacts who we are and how we communicate, how we go to market, and how we engage with our employees, our uh, our team members, and maybe even if we're not in a leadership role, just the folks that we call colleagues that we do life with. Absolutely, because yeah. we have relationships at work. So if you're the boss, how's your relationship with your employees? If you see, for example, the the one that has unhealed childhood trauma, it's pretty obvious. Like they're the super competitor that needs to have the good words from the boss. I'm proud of you. Or, you know, they might cutthroat their own employees to win a sales quota or they're just difficult and gossiping all the time. Um, so it's usually the more difficult one that's causing problems or inter- of interactions amongst their peers at work. Um, so, it, it, and again, someone like uh, a Bernie Madoff, for example, who rips people off, right? You know, they are able to in- engage trust from people and then they break your trust. And that's these higher level of the scale. We have nine to 10 childhood traumas with severity levels of nine to 10. And that's where your sociopath, narcissist, and psychopath fit in. Now, the sociopath is someone that uses another for pleasure, profit, or lifestyle advancement with no remorse. So these can really be problematic. Now, let's go into how's love relationship relate to business. Well, if you're miserable at home, you're going to take that energy into work and not be at your best. And if you're miserable at work and you have a tyrant boss, you're going to take that energy and fear or disappointment and, you know, where you are and what you're doing home to your family. So they're definitely interconnected. And if you're a boss that understands what the top 10 traumas are, you can easily identify them more with an employee that's struggling versus maybe just going to an instant fire. You say, okay, you haven't been producing for the past three weeks like you used to. Is there something going on for you at home or with one of your kids you know, that I can help or I can offer our EAP services for you to see a counselor or a coach? You know, so those are the kinds of things that we are hoping that our upper echelon of corporate leaders is more understanding of this dynamic. Yeah. And I think it's so, so true and so important for uh, us to have our eyes wide open, right? I mean, if there are these, um, these, these patterns, right, similarly to something like DISC, right, where we we see the patterns and communication styles, 
you're talking about patterns in just behavior and emotional awareness and right. How they interact and, 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 and connect within the community at the workplace. Even um, through how, communication, Titus. So let's yeah. talk about one of our top political officials who's no longer in power, but he would do something constantly, which we call blurting out, saying mm-hmm. things that people would just go, what did he just say? He yeah. just said, what? You know, that leave you kind of shocked. Now, when you do that in the corporate world or in the position he was in, it causes quite a commotion, right? Because yeah. people want to have trust in our leaders. Um, so, and he definitely was a child of childhood trauma. His father was a tyrant alcoholic. Okay, so that unconscious uh, saying things without thinking is what we call blurting out. Okay. So I have to have people go from unconscious awareness to full conscious awareness and what they say, do, how they act, how they perform versus just flying at the seat of their pants. <laughs> yeah. We're talking to Rihanna Milne right here on Solutions from the Huddle. She's a certified global and life trauma recovery coach, a best-selling author. She's the host of her own podcast as well. Um, we're talking about feelings. We're talking about emotions. We're talking about navigating trauma and how it impacts our relationships. Um, and, and because so many of our listeners are entrepreneurs and business-minded people, we're also talking a little bit about um, how leaders and, and, and managers and folks in positions of authority um, can kind of catch some of these cues. And, and you kind of gave us a few of the things to keep our eyes open for. Um, what would you say some of the benefits are when, when leaders and, and, and folks in authority positions I, health, in a healthy way identify, come alongside, uh, address these things versus ignore them? Like what's some of the benefits when Tommy goes from being a relatively good producer at work to uh, a good producer who's also emotionally more healthy and connected and because the leader identified things and came to him or her in the right way? What, what's the benefits? Yeah, they're, they're much happier at work. Their energy is more focused. Um, again, when cortisol is up, memory and focus is down. So cortisol raises inside the body when you're under any kind of emotional or psychological distress. So look at all the distress and these fear messages and death messages we hear every night on our television. We're all in a heightened state of arousal right now with the whole COVID situation. So this is a time for bosses to maybe do something a little bit more special, you know, having uh, group meetings or coffee and donut day once a week now, or, you know, just having something special to embrace the emotional needs of their employees. I do a lot of corporate speaking. And when I go in, the boss is like, oh my God, this is great that my employees have this awareness, you know, that they know where their frustration comes from, or they can't focus today and they don't know what's wrong, you know? So it's, it's really exciting to see the environment change. And I talk a lot about in my training balance triangles. So balance for the corporation is marketing and PR and advertising is one side, the employees and then the corporate leaders. And if one is out of balance, no matter how do you, well you do in the other two, it won't work. The corporation will not work and be successful. So you always are checking how is the balance of my corporation? 
Are my employees doing okay? Are they emotionally all right? You know, this is why they're adding childcare centers for families now or gyms in their facilities or outdoor meeting places and serving healthy foods at a mini cafeteria, right? So these little extra perks add up to go a long way to make an employee feel cherished, important, special, and happy to be there. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think we all can agree that when folks feel that way, they perform, they stay connected, they they're less likely to family. Leave, you know, if right? you can make it feel like a, a warm family as a team, we all work together. Yeah, I love it. Uh, just a quick break, but right on the other side of the break here, Rihanna, I want to talk a little bit more about your book. Right, I want folks to know what what they're going to get out of this book, why it's so special, and why that. Uh, they need to uh, pause the podcast and go get their copy of uh, Love Beyond Your Dreams. Um, and, and and really what I love is that it says uh, break free of toxic relationships. So when we come back, I want to learn about the book, but I also want to learn about how do we identify toxic relationships and how do we cut them out of our lives and how important that is. Our quick break is pretty simple. We just ask uh, listeners to just pause for a moment and visit team-csg.com. Click on the solutions from the huddle tab, and you'll be able to see all the great brands and businesses that support this uh, this show. Um, we think that it's pretty pretty slick when an organization, when a company buys into the personal development and professional growth uh, mantra, right? When they believe that this is the kind of show that actually makes people's lives better, whether they get a penny or not. Those are brands worth standing next to, and that's why we do that. So go to team-csg.com, click on the solutions from the huddle tab, and you'll see all the brands that I love to stand next to. Okay. The only brand that really matters though right now is Rihanna, right? Your brand is really what matters. And I want to learn more about the book. Uh, it's a best-selling book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve and Live Beyond Your Dreams. So tell us a little bit about the book. How can we get it? What are we going to okay. find inside of it? So there's actually two books. They're known as sister books. They're meant to go together. So the second book is Live Beyond Your Dreams. From Uh, fear and doubt to personal power, purpose, and success. And that's all about the mindset for success. In other words, we have to go from unconscious actions and thinking and fear-based negative thoughts, behaviors, and norms to very conscious awareness. And when you do that, then you can move on to have the love you deserve, which is emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love. So evolved means being your highest and best self spiritually. 24 seven. So who are you? Who are you representing to the world? Are you a person of integrity, meaning doing the right things when nobody's looking? Uh, Do you make choices that are good, not only for self, but all others? So that's a way of being. And uh, the emotionally healthy means to be over any past unhealed childhood traumas or wounds. Like I said, there's 10 categories of those. And then, um, uh, yeah. So a conscious partner, emotionally healthy, yeah. evolved and conscious partner. So that's what we're aiming for when it comes to love. So they go together. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Tell us a little bit about the toxic relationships. I'm a big fan of this. I, I really, okay. I tell, I tell folks that you've got to create, I think you've got to create your, your own life board of directors. You got to create the, the most meaningful, important people in your life, personally and professionally, and be really guarded because I think right. we all have toxic relationships and sometimes we get blinded by things and, and we let them stay longer than they should. But, but you're the professional. Tell us how we can best identify these folks and, and maybe, maybe make a shift uh, and, and have less of them after this show than, 
than we maybe did beforehand. Yeah. Well, the first part to really get to is what are the 10 traumas? Because when you know what those are, then you know what you're looking for in another, if you're dating or okay. if you're a couple and struggling, why you're struggling. You have to know the why, right? So if you'd like, I'll go over the top 10 traumas. Please, please. Yeah. Okay. And as I do, I want to make sure the listeners know this is not about blaming your parents at this stage of life or feeling ashamed or guilty that you have experienced this because as children, we're just a product of our environment. We can't help how we've grown up. So we're just trying to look at this as factual. Okay. So the first one is if you grow up with any kind of an addiction issue in mom or dad. Now we all know drugs and alcohol, but there's 10 more that I name. So sex, meaning you knew your parent was a cheater, porn use, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, workaholism, and being addicted to the computers or your phones, always on the machines. So that's the first one. Second one is emotional abuse or neglect. Again, these little T traumas that keep going, repeating over and over again. Um, the next one is verbal messaging. So this is if you were ever insulted, put down, like hearing words like, you'll never amount to anything or not hearing compliments or the words, I love you. It is also the way your parents communicated when there was an issue. Did they yell and scream? Because if they did, that's what they modeled. This is how we work through an issue. And you're more prone to yell and scream as an adult. Mm. So all these verbal messages are super important. The next one is any physical abuse, rape, or molestation. And again, these could have happened inside or outside of the home. The next one's a big one is abandonment. And there's two types. There's fault and no fault abandonment. So a no fault ab abandonment would be if a parent happened to die early, if your parent had to leave to go serve at war for your country, or another one would be if your parent traveled a lot to support the family and they weren't home much. Now, the fault abandonments would be if uh, the parent was never in your life, if they were in your life till the couple broke up and then you rarely saw them. Or if they were actually in the home, but rarely engaged with the kids. So that that's the person might be working all day, come home, eat dinner, then go into their office and work till they go to sleep. So they're very rarely involved with the kids. We call that emotional abandonment. The next one is if you were part of the foster care system, adopted, or had to go live in somebody else's home because your parents couldn't keep you there. Even if it was a grandma or an aunt, it was a family member. It's still your displaced from your parents. Trauma number seven, I mentioned earlier, that's the personal trauma where you felt different than others or you were teased or bullied. Um, you just didn't feel like you fit in or measured up. Trauma eight is around siblings. So your sibling could have bullied you. They could have been born with a medical issue. So mom and dad had to spend more time with them. But most often the person, my client can recognize that they might have had someone that was the golden child, the favorite sibling. So the star athlete, the more handsome or beautiful child or the exceptional student. Trauma nine has two parts. One is community trauma. That's where COVID falls under. But that's also our mother nature events like floods, fires, hurricanes, our mass shootings, our school shootings are all under community trauma. And the second part of that is family trauma. This is, of course, community trauma impacts the family, um, but also if you grow up with a lot of lack messages, and as baby boomers, which I'm a part of, heard those a lot because our parents went through the Great Depression. 
So it's always like, we don't have enough money for that. There's no money for this, right? So there's all these lack messages and boy, does that make an impact in business when you're trying to grow a business and you're afraid to invest in yourself, like in a great coach, because you're like, oh, what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? I don't think we have enough money. You could have 100,000 sitting in your savings account. Well, I don't have the money. You know, you just jump to that because that's your unconscious norm. And it doesn't serve you when it comes to growing a business or excelling in business. Other ones could be moving a lot. If you're a military family every two to four years, so you're the new kid in school or growing up in a dangerous area. So there's many around personal traumas, even incarceration of a parent. But there's more. There's just a few examples. And then trauma 10 is mental health issues in mom or dad. The two most difficult for child to navigate would be borderline personality disorder. So borderline means fast trigger anger, erratic moods. When they're good, they're great. When they're bad, they're horrible. Um, And you never know what you're going to get. So that tends to leave the child very anxious. And then the other one would be bipolar, manic depressive. So depression can show up as anger, checking out emotionally or extreme fatigue. And the manic phase could be a high and happy phase, but it's often tied with an addiction like a drinking spree, a spending spree or a gambling binge. So those are the top 10. And you can see how many are little T traumas when you're enduring like that gambling father in and out of the house all the time, you know, or. Um, you know, the emotional put downs and not hearing I love you over and over and over again. You crave that as a child. But I can tell you now how yeah. this shows up in love. Yeah, please. Okay. So let's say you had a, some abandonment issues, whether it's fault or no fault. Um, these people in relationships could tend to be extra clingy codependent, anxious when their partner is gone. This often leads to what we call RRS, relationship repetition syndrome, where they keep getting a toxic partner over and over again. Like all my clients that I see are successful in business, but struggle in love and can't figure out why they can't get love right. So let's say they didn't hear the messages, um, I'm proud of you, good for you, or they did hear the messages, you're no good. Uh, you amount to nothing. And they then in their mind between that and that trauma seven, the personal traumas decided I'll show them I'm going to be successful. Mm. So they do become successful. And this is where it can be work well in business, but then they never healed the love trauma. An mm. excellent example of this is if you saw the biography of Quincy Jones, which is amazing. I love biographies. I've been reading them and watching movies many, many years on biography. And of course, he's an amazing um, producer, filmmaker, um, musician, you know, so talented in so many areas. But going over the 10 traumas, he grew up very poor, family trauma. He had to move from his parents' house because they lost it because they were both drug addicted into his grandma's house. She was very poor. He said if if she caught a rat that night, that was dinner. And they looked at themselves as fortunate. He started working very young to help support the family. So family issues in the community. He grew up in a dangerous neighborhood. So they're going through his early years and all the trauma he experienced. And then he excelled in business in all these places. It's a beautiful story of him giving back to children that are less fortunate so they can have music or acting careers. And then in the end, the interviewer said, 
you've excelled in this, 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 and won all these Oscars and Emmys and these awards. Is there anything that you didn't do that you were successful? Because yeah, relationships. Mm. And there it was, you know, it was a clear evidence story of that, you know, so um, Oprah is another beautiful story of coming from childhood trauma in many different ways. She had a lot of traumas where she was very insistent that I'm going to get out of this and become successful, probably to the point of workaholism. But, you know, it's okay. She, you know, turned it around and really helped the greater good, you know, by getting experiencing her traumas she wanted to make a difference in the world so the abandonment issues can lead to the relationship repetition syndrome going back over that it's um if you were in a toxic relationship you break up but then you get back together and break up and get back together the research shows that happens an average of seven times with the one partner why because the craving for love if you didn't have it especially from the opposite sex parent if you're a little girl and your dad was hardly ever home or he wasn't in your life, you're going to crave that love. And you're, even though your conscious mind is saying, I know he's no good for me, <laughs> you know, I don't want to go back with him. Uh, but then ten to seven to 10 days later or two weeks later, you're back again. And the cycle mm. keeps continuing. Mm. Um, so usually by the time couples see me, they've been in and out of that cycle many times and they don't know whether to stay or go. There's love there, but there's so much pain going on and toxic behaviors that, you know, they, they can't heal it. They don't know what to do. So that's where I come in. I help solve that problem. Yeah. It sounds like couples, business leaders, professionals, just people um, really can serve themselves by getting Rihanna to be a part of their journey. Rihanna, tell our guests as we land this episode, um, t- tell our, our listeners rather, what are some ways that folks can connect with you? How do they sure. take the next step? How do they get a copy of the book? How, how do they maybe get a session with you yeah. uh, if they really enjoyed the session and want to keep it going? Yeah, there's much to learn in trauma work. Yeah. So the best place to go is my website. It's my name, RihannaMilne.com. And on there, you can find the free ebook on how to have the love you deserve. Also, you can get free book chapter downloads of both Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams under the book tab. And there's four free love tests, both for singles and couples. One is a childhood trauma checklist. So you can see how many you've had if you didn't have a chance to write them down. And also my podcast, Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. I have 109 shows and uh, I think 250 educational tapes on my YouTube channel now, tapes and audios. So help yourself to all those. And if you'd like to meet with me, write on my homepage at RihannaMilne.com. In the header, you'll see a bright orange button, meet with me for life and love transformation session. And right now during COVID, I have it on a super special for only $47. I meet with you privately for 90 minutes using five assessments to really get to the bottom of what's going on for you. And then at the end, if I know then what you're dealing with, if you'd like to do coaching with me, I can then give you a proper assessment of what would be the best avenue for you to do next. Rihanna Milne. Uh, the doctors in the house, man, what a great show. What a, what a great experience. Thank you so much for being on the show, Rihanna. I hope that folks will take action. 
right? I think that many times in personal development and in our growth journey, we get these feelings like we feel good and then we don't do much, like it doesn't last the ride home. So I challenge our listeners often when we have great stories and great leaders and industry experts such as yourself to actually take action. Don't just feel good about it. Don't just hear something, but do something about it. And so I highly encourage folks to to make some time, go to R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E.com. It's that easy, RihannaMilne.com. And take some action today in your life personally and professionally. Rihanna, thanks for doing the show. I hope you'll come back in the future, be a guest again. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on and helping spread this, this word. And just to encourage all the listeners, now is the time to create the life you desire and have the love you deserve. Don't wait. We're all being challenged during this time, but you can do something about it to make your life happier, more peaceful, and your love outrageous. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.